Hi, everyone, and welcome to Happy Hour at Bland. I'm Ashley. And I'm Kaylee. And we are back with another episode. So today we're going to talk about some of the talent management practices used by Bland. When I say talent management, I mean hiring and retaining employees. We call them talent, right? Because (laughs) any business owner knows that success is dependent upon finding talent and leveraging the skills and knowledge that they bring to the table. So absolutely. You guys, we're just going to say right up front, oh. our boss and HR are here. So we're going to be on our best behavior today. No. <laughs> oh, man, that's going to be tough. Okay, before we introduce them, let's get to our positive quote of the episode. Okay, I have two. Okay, so I'm, both I'm ready. All right. I'm convinced that nothing we do is more important than hiring and developing people. At the end of the day, you bet on people, not strategies. That's by Lawrence Bosley. So good. And then my second one is, life is short. Work where you are continuously accepted, respected, appreciated, encouraged, inspired, empowered, and valued. That's by Ty Howard. Love it. I feel like that defines who we are at our firm. Yeah, that's awesome. It's great. Okay. Well, today we have managing partner Jeremy Voke and HR manager Megan Geisinger. Can each of you tell us a little bit about yourselves, how long you've been at Bland, a little about your area of expertise, maybe your families, your hobbies, anything you're into, your favorite drink. Jeremy, we'll start with you. (laughs) Whatever you want to share. All right, we'll start with me. Uh, I actually started Bland out of college a long, long time ago. Um, Have come full circle, came back to Bland, actually went to a couple other places, came back to Bland in 2006. Uh, Been here, obviously, ever since. It's been a long time. Through that time, three boys, mm. uh, high school twins. and twins. So <laughs> my house is a little bit crazy, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How about you, Megan? Um, I started at Bland a year ago. Yay. Um, next week, actually. So. Woohoo. Um, but I've been in the HR profession for 11 years. And I've got two kiddos, seven and 11. And yeah. Good deal. Very Do you both good. like to travel a lot if you can with all the. These children? We know Jeremy does. Right? Yes, yeah. we do. <laughs> I never travel. Actually, I was just complaining about I need to go on a trip today already. Oh, so. my, my Did you just get back? Yes. I roll everyone. Oh, yes. Do not. <laughs> Is it going to be your 14th Disney trip Moving this year? Moving on. Next, next question, please. Okay. Okay. So for Jeremy and Megan, we like to ask each of our guests a thought-provoking and random question. From conversationstarter.com. We find it's fun and keeps people on their toes. So, I know that's the point. That's the point. What hobby would you get into if time and money were not an issue? (laughs) They're thinking. This is the toughest thing we've know. asked. Do you want me to say one? I, I read this question, then I was like, oh, I know what I would say. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, I would get into triathlons okay. because you need a coach, probably. I'm not a good swimmer. I'm mm-hmm. not very good on a bicycle. So I would need a coach. And you need time. Like, that's a lot of time to train and get good at swimming and biking. You got the running down. Yeah, so I, I enjoy running. There. but So that's that would be a hobby that I would get into is doing triathlons. I thought you were going to say like coin collecting or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Maybe purse collecting. Uh, time and money. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that is limiting my oh. abilities there. 
Gosh, I don't know what I'd add to it. Golf. I think golf. golf. Oh, okay. I'm still golfing. I don't know what else I would add to it. Sure. Travel to different places, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What's the coolest place you've golfed? Coolest place I've golfed. Bandon Dunes in Oregon on the ocean, probably. Oregon? Oh. I would not think Oregon. Yeah, but I wouldn't either. It sounds, sounds pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, for me, I would just say, like, traveling more. I know it's not necessarily a hobby. But I'd say the like, same I one. can't I, Yeah. Nice. Maybe anyway. Star Wars conventions. Oh, oh no. nice. There, there's time your, and money. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars collectibles. Cosplay. Okay. <laughs> Not going there. <laughs> okay. All righty. Well, see, it just uh, reveals lots of yes. information about okay. our guests, which is great. Moving so. on. <laughs> okay. And before we dive in, I know Ashley and I both feel this way, that we feel so lucky to work for a firm that takes hiring and retaining of their employees so seriously, we know that that's not something that's common, especially within accounting firms. And Bland really sets the tone at the top. We know that it's important to our bosses and that effect just trickles down to everyone within the company. And we just think that's super neat, so. Okay, so I guess we'll dive into this first question for Jeremy. Why did you feel it was important to hire someone with, let's say, Megan's experience, background, all that type of education stuff that comes with Megan. Probably may, really for two main reasons. Um, I mean, you two have been here for this, but over about a two or three year period, we, we doubled in size, um, mm-hmm. not only revenue and work-wise, but also people-wise. So we blew by the decision of needing HR. Mm-hmm. So we didn't even have to think about it. So once things kind of calmed down, it was like, oh, crap. We, need, <laughs> we could really use an HR yes. manager at this point. So we kind of blew by it. So it was really a no-brainer. Um, mm-hmm. We had talked about it before the growth. We're like, we weren't quite ready for it. But here we are needing mm-hmm. this manager at this point in time. You know, the other thing was, and I think your quotes touched on it, Ashley, was culture's first and foremost in our firm. And I think Kaylee touched on it, too. And in order to, we needed someone to help help us manage that process, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, keep an eye on the culture help us with our talent management, help us with performance management. Because again, most of us here are accountants, okay? Right. We're not <laughs> HR. We're not supposed to be real people people, but we, we are. And that's what makes us far, makes our firm different too. So mm-hmm. those are the two main reasons I could think of in terms of why we needed this hire really ASAP overdue. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. So Megan, when you came on board, it seemed like you were able to kind of identify some areas right away that could be improved. And one of those that is, is top of mind for Ashley and I is the interview process. And so can you talk about what you thought it was important for that process to change and how it did change? Um, I think what was recognized is that we needed more of a structured process. Um, I, to be honest, I don't really know like what was happening before mm-hmm. I got right. there. Um, so working with Jeremy Wartman, who we use um, regularly as a consultant, I think that it was just important to have that structure and that consistency on, you know, how we're interviewing, what that process looks like, how we're identifying people that are a good fit within the firm. So um, now everybody goes through the same process, mm-hmm. whether you're in the tax department or the government consulting department, it shouldn't matter. Um, so yeah, it's just, it was more about putting a structure around our interview process. So you're you saying the, the gut check didn't work before? <laughs> I mean, it worked for a while. So, yeah, there wasn't much of a process before. Uh, no, so. there wasn't. So since the gut checking process, <laughs> have you noticed a difference from when you started until now? You know, we just hired and brought on some more people. I think so. And I mean, it's it's ever evolving. So I think, you know, time will tell, um, especially when it comes to whether people are a good fit or not. It just takes time to 
to be able to recognize that and whether they stay on long term mm-hmm. with us. So I think, like I said, it's it's a work in progress, and we'll see hopefully the fruits of it um, in a few years for so. sure. I think from the perspective of an interviewer, it's nice now to have this structured process mm-hmm. and have these this bank of questions to follow, and then also. Uh, the responses you're looking for. It helps you really identify what type of person you're looking for. And I mean, we all know fake it till you make it, right? right? And that's the number one thing people do in an interview is they're there to sell themselves. And this interview process, I feel like really helps you read between the lines and really decipher what type of person is interviewing for the position. So from from our standpoint, on the interviewer side, it's it's much better. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, Megan's challenged us to have skills assessments, too. So before we didn't really list out what skills we were looking for mm-hmm. for each department or each job. So now we kind of, she challenged us to put those skills together, then find the right person for that, too. Yep, absolutely. So I think in, in the interview process, do we use the OMS testing? And can you kind of touch on that just a little right. bit? So now every um, applicant that we're going to hire goes through the OMS um, assessment, which is just basically looking at where someone's strengths are, um, and then comparing that to the position that we're hiring for and, you know, are they in line or not? And, you know, can that person stretch to meet those um, expectations of the position? And that's where the structured interview questions come into play um, and really looking at how they could fit in or not into Mm -hmm. that position. So, yes, the OMS is used now during the interview process. Yeah, and again, I can kind of give an example. Just Mm -hmm. recently we were – hiring an intern position in the audit department. And we identified, back to Jeremy's point, we need someone that is detail-oriented, moderately assertive. And so then when these people come in and take this assessment, you can match up their characteristics, their strengths, to Megan's point, to the strengths that we would attribute to being successful in that role and really try to find that type of person. So that's that's the mind frame we had when we were looking over OMS responses from the applicants. And they can't really fake if they say that they exactly. are oriented mm-hmm. and then you take mm-hmm. that test, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't, exactly you right. I don't think you could. Right. Yep. I don't know. Have you noticed any differences or is it kind of too new right now? I think it's probably too new. Um, just recently we hired what, four or five new interns. So, you know, again, time will tell what that. Um, so I think, it's, it's pretty new as mm-hmm. far as using the OMS within the process, the structured interview. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we hadn't really hired anyone until this last couple months. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, coming from your previous employer and coming to Bland, what were some of the things that you noticed about our culture compared to maybe other places you've worked? Um, I think the work ethic is super strong at Bland. Um, I think we really challenge our employees, but reward them as well, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's really bought into this thing called Bland and what we're trying to accomplish. So I think that was the biggest thing is is the work ethic from everyone, whether they're you know a receptionist or a shareholder. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it goes across the board. So that was the biggest thing that impressed me about the firm. And then just, you know, when it, you know, coming into a CPA firm, it's a new industry for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing, you know, the typical the CPA stereotypes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just the differences that mm-hmm. I saw, you know, it's, it, you wouldn't walk in there and think it's a CPA firm. I agree with that. Um, cool. So, which is a good thing. Um, so those, those were the biggest things when I first started and 
really, you know, even before I even met with Jeremy, like, you know, going on the website and seeing like how different our website is from, Mm -hmm. you know, other corporate types of organizations. And, you know, that's what really even drew me into wanting to meet with him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think, you know, it makes a big difference and, you know, how about you, Jeremy, do you have anything to add to that? Um, you're talking culture wise or culture, yeah. culture wise. Uh, I think, yeah, one thing that, I mean, you've all probably heard me say this a million times and I say it all the time in the interview process is when Jason, Troy and myself took over the firm, um, it was pretty simple. If, if we didn't love to come to work, why the hell would anyone else come to love, love to come to work mm-hmm. at that I point like in time? That mm-hmm. Um, and then it kind of trickles down from there. So when we started, it was either we had toddlers or newborns on the way <laughs> and, we were the only ones with kids at the time. So we knew we wanted a family friendly environment because we wanted mm-hmm. that flexibility. So being able to be a small firm at that point in time and set the culture there, it was easy, easier than for us. Cause then as we've grown then that base was already set. So mm-hmm. work hard, play hard, family friendly, laid back and have fun. is kind of our culture. Did you at that time in your life stage at work, did you see the firm here? I know you probably wanted it here, but could you like envision? Yeah. And see it. It's kind of funny. We had a, from the first time we met, we met at Brother Sebastian's, me and Jason and Troy, to, to talk about what we wanted to do if we, if we came aboard and what this would look like. And I remember jotting down notes, and I still have the piece of paper, and we talked about what our plan was on day one and then a five-year plan, right? Mm-hmm. And sure enough, at year five, we had hit that in terms of number of people and mm-hmm. the revenue we had. Now, did we think we were going to do that? I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, so, so but yeah, it was kind of cool to see that we you know, did come mm-hmm. to fruition because I think, again, we, we all work hard. And as Megan pointed out, she could see that just coming in cold. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all work hard and we play hard mm-hmm. and have that Absolutely. same vision. Does Bland do anything to actively retain employees? Either of you. I guess I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a lot there. Yeah. Um, that's a very loaded question. Yeah, it is. I, I know. I, feel like I start, could add to. Starts but. with the culture. Uh, yeah. um, um, you think about first and foremost, probably the staff advisory board. I mean, that was something we implemented eight, nine years ago, maybe at that mm-hmm. point in time. And really, their function is to have their their finger on the pulse of the culture, right? All the recommendations, issues, anything. No management in there, so they have a free voice to talk about what they want. And then at the time, either they'd come to Jason or myself with what they wanted to implement or change mm-hmm. or ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, things that have come out of that have been bring your kid to work day. There's mm-hmm. been employee appreciation week over the number of years. Christmas break. Christmas. Oh yeah. Christmas break. Taking that week trial, off. Trial right. gear number four. I think, <laughs> yeah. we, I think we passed year three. So okay. not to put it out there on there on a podcast, but year four is looking promising yeah. right now. <laughs> Shorts. But yeah, having, having that, having that week off, you know, between Christmas and New Year's, I think is huge for everybody. Mm-hmm. Again, it goes to the family thing. I think it makes December a little more stressful than we like, but it's worth it, I think, That's for that week it. off mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'd mentioned, what was it? Oh, the, jeans oh yeah. Shorts. So, yeah. And having just a laid back environment, too. Mm-hmm. We're all professionals. So right. dress for your day. It's just you have a different mentality, I believe, when you can dress what you feel comfortable with coming to work during the day. Mm-hmm. And that's not sweatpants or yoga pants or anything for like sure. that that right. we've had before. But, yeah. you know, just comfortable. So I think mm-hmm. that sets a vibe, too. Um, all the different activities we do. I think the teams do a great job of doing activities from a firm level to a department level, and even a team level. So I think that's huge for our culture, too, because um, it keeps the teams united in, in all fronts. Absolutely. So. Mm-hmm. And I think our just our talent management strategy as a whole is evolving um, and has evolved over the last year. So I think that'll go back to retaining those employees. So mm-hmm. having that strategy in place and, and you know, so they can know what to expect and, and really, you know, fostering that employee relationship. Mm-hmm. I think to add on to that talent management too, I mean, we implemented our own leadership institute for our leadership training for our, for our staff. 
Um, before, what firms look at is just those people are going to become partners, right? It was partner right. training. And that's how we started in at least a handful of us. But then we wanted all of our staff to have that training too. We felt that was important that you don't get that training in school for leadership class. So mm-hmm. we probably one of the first firms in the country, if not the first, to be able to do that and put a 18-month to 24-month program in place where what we've had 20 people go through and another 20 uh-huh, right now. Right. So, and count the management that have done it. So over half of our firm has been through some sort of leadership training that then allows us to be on the same page too. And I think that's a big retention and recruiting tool as well because you just don't For see sure. that anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I think another thing that contributes to the culture and then also to the retention of our employees is there's just so much buy-in from everyone. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that the company does to make everyone feel a a part of the firm and that they have a stake in the game is uh, they share financial information with all of the employees about how the firm is doing. And um, they're just very transparent. And I think that's a motivator. And I think that makes people feel like the work that they're doing, even if they're at, at the staff accountant level, how it rolls up into the big picture. And I think that creates a lot of buy-in from people too. Um, and I don't think a lot of people do that. Jeremy, maybe you can talk about that. But at the conferences I've been to, many of the peers that I, I talk to say they have no idea how their no, firm is doing. They don't see anything. And being part of BKR, accounting firm association with firms all over the country and all over the world, yeah, we're one of the very few where people ask us, why are you sharing this information? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, we, yeah, we're getting information on revenue, budget to actual, um, kind of our gross margin. I mean, we're all accountants. You can all figure out the bottom line for right. what, we should, what we show everybody. Yeah, but we don't go to that detail because it's just too much too much in the weeds. But I think that provides buy-in in terms of you can see what your work effort's doing mm-hmm. to us growing, us being profitable, and us providing better benefits and a culture for everybody, mm-hmm. too, because um, we want to make sure we pass that along. And it kind of ties into our big announcement here coming that we're, we're Nebraska's first ever 100% employee-owned ESOP. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so awesome. I know yeah, we'll probably do a separate exciting. podcast. Yes, we will, that, for but, sure. But yeah, we just did this here just a couple weeks ago, and we felt because of our culture and because of what we're talking about today and the financial transparency that we do, that it's just an easy transition. So mm-hmm. we've transitioned 100% of our ownership to all of our employees, which is the very first one again in the state of Nebraska in terms mm-hmm. of CPA firm. So awesome. Yeah, it's just so mm-hmm. cool to be a part of that. Absolutely. So do you guys have anything else you want to add or share with everyone today? No? I don't think so. Kaylee, do you have anything? No, <laughs> I, I, I kind of feel like we didn't maybe touch on a few other things related to the culture that I did want to highlight, actually. We can talk now about that it. I think about it. Yeah. Fire away. Yeah. 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 So do some it. of the other things, and it goes back to um, a previous episode we had talked with Justin Fraundorfer and mm. how he had wanted to pursue a forensic niche. And he felt like he had the full support of management to do that. And within the firm, we've just within the last couple of years created all these different committees and avenues for employees to get involved. We have our nonprofit Bland Cares Foundation. We have an innovation team. We have the staff advisory board, as Jeremy mentioned. And I think those are just critical to our culture and who we say we are as a firm. And then to the retention as the employees get involved and they just feel that much more connected with the firm. I absolutely agree with our be winners, our bling. Right. I mean, there's just so many, and that's to to highlight. And those ideas all came from staff. Right. It wasn't something that Mm -hmm. Bland pushes on them. It's the the idea that the employees came up with, and the partners let those shine. Mm Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, wish I would have took a note, taken notes yeah. now before we started. Today. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that, but yeah, Bland Cares. I mean, yeah, that, that's a big deal too. That was really kind of the, the first one, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Staff Advisory Board and then really Bland Cares. Right. And that came out of 
actually looking at some of our talent management models and saying that, okay, as we're hiring all these people, as we're hiring all these younger people being millennials and me being a Gen Xer, I guess, <laughs> um, you know, one of the key attributes for the millennials, they said was a very, very charitable, very giving. And mm-hmm. yet we all did our own thing within the firm in terms of charity and giving and donations. Why did we not come together? So I still remember, I think I pitched it to Kaylee and right. a couple others saying, Hey, we want to come together and create our own nonprofit. And it was a resounding. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been a huge success too. Cause it's, that's probably one of the first questions I get when I do interviews is like, oh, yeah. wow, tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about this. Cares. Too. Again, the young people coming out of college, it's what they want to do. And mm-hmm. we're one of the very few professional firms that do that as a group. And I mean, we've done some very good things, whether it be golf outings. Um, we did some from Ronald McDonald House, a big sponsorship, mm-hmm. along with other other I call them smaller items, but it's been huge for our staff, I think. Right. And I, and it just goes back to the company sets that tone. We do a habitat build yep. every year and you don't have to take PTO to go work to volunteer at that mm-hmm. event. It is encouraged. Your attendance is encouraged and we, at all of these we different We usually things. have to do two houses because right. we have so many people volunteering. That want to do it. Yeah. So I think it just goes back to this is our culture. This is who we are. And we want to find people that fit within mm-hmm. that. For sure. So. All right. Well, thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Megan. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Hopefully this insight into our culture was interesting to all of our listeners. Um, we hope we provide you guys with some ideas that maybe you can take back to your organizations. Yes. As you guys remember, we say every episode, the mission of our podcast is to inform and encourage our listeners. And we try to cover as many different topics as we can because you just never know what topic or answer you hear to a question might uh, spark an idea for you. And so that's why we just are trying to cover as many different areas within our firm that, that we can highlight. So. If you enjoyed the podcast today, please visit our website, www.blandcpa.com, and leave us a note. You could also rate and review the podcast on whichever app you use to access the podcast. We would truly appreciate it. So, friends, with that, be informed, be inspired, and be awesome. Bye, Bye guys. A Parknell Media Production.